A doctor discovers that he can communicate with animals. This is Ryan. And this is Ashley. And this is Ruining Our Childhood. A nostalgic weekly podcast where a married couple rewatches and reviews our favorite 90s and 2000s movies to decide if they hold up to our adult standards. That is this podcast. And hi, guys. Welcome to another great week. It's a cloudy Sunday for us. Yeah. It's nice. Our podcast office is not a million degrees. Mm-hmm. So that's nice. It's a rarity. It is. Because I feel like it was either last week or the week before it was super warm in here while even, we were recording. Even yesterday we recorded the Minnesota mm-hmm. for January and I was dying. Of course we were drinking coffee too. Yeah. So. Which we never do. We no. never drink it while recording. But we drink coffee all the time. Yeah. yeah. It's what we're known for. Yes. Yeah. I like how you make it sound like we we drink this thing. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's called coffee. Yeah. It has caffeine in it and makes you jazzed up. It's this new product. If you see it in the uh, store, pick it up, try it. You might like it. That's what I like to call a Ryanism. Because whenever you tell like our friends that we're trying something, mm-hmm. you make it sound like it's this cool, adventurous thing. And I'm like, you're just talking about going to Home Depot. <laughs> I was proud of myself when... I told a couple of our friends that we finally started watching The Mandalorian, mm-hmm. and I was like, it's a great show. And then I put in parentheses, but you already know that because you've already watched it. Right. We're late to the party. And they're probably so excited that they don't get to see us as much because we'd be talking about it, and they're like, yeah, we told this to you like two years ago. Yeah. And you didn't believe us. Yeah. And now all of a sudden you're the experts on it, Ryan and Ashley? Really? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Where, what are we doing? Uh, episode 82 Damn. of Ruining Our Childhood. Mm-hmm. And this week we're doing the 1998 classic Dr. Doolittle. Yes. A recent winner of our weekly poll on Twitter and Instagram. And they had very, very similar outcomes. Uh, I can't remember Instagram's percentage, but Twitter was like 55 to 45 it was going up against uh, 2012 mm-hmm. in our loser bracket. I'm definitely happy Dr. Doolittle won just because I didn't want to do two apocalyptic disaster movies in a row. Right. So it was nice. We got a little break. Yeah. But I know comedy. I was looking forward to either one of them, to be honest. Same. So why don't we head down memory road and hit us with some 1998 facts? This movie was released on June 26th of 1998. It had a budget of $71.5 million, and it made $294 million. Damn. Very successful. Uh, Popular TV shows from 1998 were Monday Night Football, Veronica's Closet, and Jesse. And the number one song the week the movie came out, and pretty much the entire summer of 1998, was... Brandy and Monica, The Boy is Mine. Yeah, it was. I was going to say, that was a popular one. That was one of my favorite summers. Yeah. Uh, a couple other popular songs were Casey and JoJo, All My Life, and Next, Too Close. Nice. 
and the some of the popular movies were The Water Boy, Rush Hour, and Godzilla. Oh, nice. Yeah. Which I was a little surprised to see Godzilla on there because I feel like everyone always goes, that movie bombed, but it was a top 10 movie. It just, I don't know if it made back the budget all the way. I think that was, because wasn't it like a crazy amount of money they spent on that movie? That, and it was a movie that was so publicized and promoted, mm-hmm. then maybe it just didn't quite, maybe people thought it was going to be like Titanic. Yeah. And then it didn't quite do that. That's true. They're probably looking, what's the next Titanic? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounds horrible. What's the next boat that's going to hit an iceberg and crash? Yes. It was actually more like the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> It, it hit the box office and crashed. Yeah. Yeah, 1998. It's a good year. Yeah. For me. And a good summer. I did too. I was just, I was becoming more comfortable living here because I had only lived in Arizona for about two years at that point. Mm-hmm. And I had like my little group of friends at that point. Did you see this movie in theaters? Or? I, I did. Nice. I saw it. Uh, my oldest brother took me to go see it. And I think he took a buddy of mine too. Nice. I remember at that point becoming a really big fan of Eddie Murphy's. Yeah. Because I had seen The Nutty Professor, but then I started going back and watching his older movies, like the Beverly Hills Cop movies all the time. And then also that's probably when I started seeing his episodes of Saturday Night Live on Comedy Central. So I became like a big fan of his. I agree. Did did you see it in theaters? (laughs) No, No, I don't think so. But I do remember renting it and loving it, mm-hmm. like always. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, we're big animal lovers, so I think that uh, drew me to the movie. Just you know, even now in my thirties, I'm like, I wish our dogs could talk. <laughs> yeah. Just to see what they would say, you know. They have very expressive eyes. They do. But it would be nice if they could talk to us. Yeah. Sometimes we make up voices for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then they're voices we use for other people, too. Yeah, that's true. So that true. it becomes even weirder. Yeah. I do remember really liking this movie and thinking it was funny. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Eddie Murphy always has been a big name in our household growing up. Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, I know I've talked about how me and my brother would watch Golden Child. Yeah. Which is not, I think, a movie that a lot of people would name as a favorite (laughs) but for some reason i loved it and uh coming to america obviously yeah i'm very excited for the sequel yeah i think it comes out next month i think so too we're gonna have to watch it you think yeah (laughs) i do remember also owning this on vhs i don't think we owned it i felt like there was a lot of years growing up where half of our christmas presents were movies yeah. On VHS. Especially when we got older, uh, at least in my household, just uh, because movies became very important to me. Yeah. It's like mu- movies and music. Same. I'm sure that is true for a lot of people. Yeah. I was going to say, when I hit like 13 and 14, a lot of my gifts were just movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was perfectly okay with it. Yeah. Even though it's funny because we've talked about it, but I, you are a fan of rewatching things. Mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily a fan of rewatching things a lot. I need to have a lot of years in between most of the time. Yeah. But I felt like I had certain movies that I could rewatch 
on the reg. Yeah. But I didn't do it a lot with TV shows growing well, up. Well, we didn't really have a platform to rewatch a lot of TV shows other than syndication. Syndication. We didn't was... have Netflix be like, I want to watch an episode of Friends, you know? Yeah. Or... I used the one example where they literally played an episode of Friends on every single channel, like especially in the late or early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Like that thing was in syndication quick, I feel like. It was. And it was on Nick at Night very quickly. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> do you think this movie is going to hold up? I'm going to say yes. Okay. I think it's still going to be really funny. Yeah. I feel like it was more directed towards kids and families. Yes. So I don't think there's going to be a lot of cringy jokes. There might be a couple in there. I think there's going to be ones that that the writers will be like, this is going to go over kids' heads. This is for the parents mm-hmm. to enjoy. Yeah. I could see that being the case. But I don't think there's going to be a lot of them. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think the only thing that's going to date it, I I can imagine maybe some of the CGI with the animals mm-hmm. could be a little spotty. I think Eddie Murphy will be great yeah. in it, as far as I can remember. And I'm excited to see if there's any other well hello there's. I remember like who played his family and, and stuff like that, but I don't really remember anybody else in the cast, other than a couple of the voices of the animals. See, and I don't remember any of them. At all? No. Not even the dog? No. Oh. Okay. Was it Norm MacDonald that yeah, the dog? Okay. Because so. <laughs> I thought about it. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Like who does the voices the... that'll pop up and stuff like that. For sure. Yeah. Where can you stream this movie? Oh, I didn't even look. <laughs> so you can stream this on Disney Plus and that's that's about it. But you know, if you have Disney Plus, you're all good. Nice. Yeah. Um, and you can also rent it and buy it on all the other apps. Okay. The other thing I wanted to mention was don't forget to sign up for the Runers Club if you haven't, because our new bonus sode will be coming out this Friday. Mm-hmm. If you're listening to this on Wednesday, that is. Yeah. And we're doing the 2013 classic. The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Which is a personal favorite of mine and Ryan's. And I think we mentioned it on the episode, but I think it might be the newest movie we've Mm -hmm. ever done something for the podcast for. For sure. We're going to go ahead and hit the pausey pause. And we'll be right back. Okay, bye. Okay, and we're back. We just finished watching Dr. Doolittle, and we're going to go ahead and break down our movie with our categories. Like we always do. And our first category is, well, hello there. Well, hello there. Where we talk about any cameos of famous or recognizable actors or actresses that we forgot were in the movie. And who did you notice? Well, there was quite a few. Mm -hmm. Obviously, in a movie with a bunch of talking animals, there's a lot of voice acting, Mm -hmm. which we'll get to in a little bit. But let's talk about the humans and the main animal cast. Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously, if we didn't mention... The movie stars Eddie Murphy as the title character, John Doolittle. Mm-hmm. He's a doctor, a human doctor. I feel like you have to clarify that. Yeah. Um, because I totally forgot that he was a human doctor, by the way. Same. I, for some reason, thought it was about a vet. I thought he was a vet the whole time. It would uh, make sense from the standpoint of interacting with as many animals as he does. Yeah. 
But then when you actually watch like the first five minutes of the movie, you understand that he doesn't particularly like animals Mm -hmm. or there's something about animals that he doesn't like. And it's because he used to be able to speak to them when he was a kid. Yes. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Who was your first one? Uh, My first one is one of the voice actors we talked about. And he does the voice of Lucky the dog, and that is Norm MacDonald, mm-hmm. who was the one person that I could place before we watched yeah, this. Yeah. Norm MacDonald, obviously, very famously was on Saturday Night Live, and he's done multiple movies since then, Dirty Work. He used to have a show on Netflix, a uh, talk show. Yeah. Yeah. And he was in Billy Madison, mm-hmm. an episode we've done. Yes. Or a movie we've done for an episode. Mm-hmm. My next one is Raven Simone mm-hmm. plays John's daughter, Sharice, or Paprika, she likes to <laughs> want to be called for some reason. Yes. You may know Raven Simone from That's So Raven, mm-hmm. a show on Disney Channel, which if you're my age, you probably watched it. Mm-hmm. Uh, also had a reboot, Raven's Home. Mm-hmm. And she did a stint on Blackish, and she was a host on The Viewer. Is she still a host? Are they still? I, I don't know. I think she left to go do the Raven show reboot. Oh, that makes sense. Because yeah. I did look it up, and it said, like, till 2020. And then I was like, is it still on? And I'm like, oh, yeah, because I've seen, like, some clips on the news and stuff. I don't watch The View. <laughs> but I love Raven Simone. I always will remember her from being... When I was a little kid on the Cosby show and then also on Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Also, yes. She was easily one of my favorite kid actors when I was a little kid. For sure. Yeah. Same. My next one is Kristen Wilson, who plays Dr. Doolittle's wife, Lisa. She was in Walking Tall with Dwayne Johnson and the movie Bulletproof with Adam Sandler and Damon Wayans. She apparently hasn't acted in... About 10 years. I know. I was a little surprised by that. Yeah. When I looked that up. Mm-hmm. My next one is the voice of John's first dog when he was a kid. Very beautiful dog. Mm-hmm. But it was voiced by Ellen DeGeneres, obviously. You know who Ellen is. <laughs> she's a talk show host. And she's Ellen. She hosts the Ellen DeGeneres show. What? Or is it the Ellen show? I don't even I know don't, anymore. Yeah. I think it's just referred to as Ellen. Okay. Now. Yeah. My next one was Kyla Pratt. She is the other one of Eddie Murphy's daughters in this movie. She plays Maya. Mm-hmm. She, very famous kid actor. She was on One on One. She's more recently been on a TV show called Call Me Cat. Yeah, it's the American remake of Miranda with... Maya Bianc. Yeah. Okay, cool. Did not put two and two together that <laughs> that was that show. I want to check it out because I love Miranda. Yeah, Miranda was a good show. Uh, also was on an episode of Insecure. Because I was trying to, I was like, I saw her in something recently. Yeah. because we binge watched Insecure like two months ago. And we see her every year when we inevitably do a rewatch on Veronica Mars. Yes. She's <laughs> in one episode of Veronica Mars. But we always go, hey, it's Kyla Pratt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're nerds. Mm-hmm. Um, my next one is Oliver Platt, who <laughs> when I was typing his name, I typed Oliver Pratt because I just typed kyla pratt and it was like fresh in my mind (laughs) oliver platt plays dr mark weller who is one of john's partners in his medical office Mm -hmm. and he was in beethoven a recent movie we did for the podcast yes and chicago med more Mm -hmm. recently 
my next one was Richard Schiff. Mm-hmm. He plays Dr. Reese, who is also probably the, I think there's totally a total of three of them. It's Oliver right. Platt, Eddie Murphy, and him that run this practice. He was on The West Wing, Man of Steel, and more recently he's been on The Good Doctor. Yeah, and Ballers. Oh. Yeah. Show that I we need to check out. I know. We love Rob Corddry. Yeah. And, and Dwayne Johnson. Yes. Yeah. We're going to come on here in about six months and talk up about how great Ballers is and how people need to watch it, even though it's already been on for like five years. Right. Yeah. My next one is Peter Boyle. He plays Calloway, who is, they never say if he's an actual doctor, but he is wanting to merge with their practice, so I assume he's also a doctor. Mm -hmm. But he is most famously known, at least for somebody our age, as being... The dad in Everybody Loves Raymond, right? Yes. And he was also the monster in Young Frankenstein, which I never knew. I never knew that mind. either. Holy crap. How did I not know that? And he had an impressive career, but those are the two things yeah. that I can name. And you just kind of blew my mind. Yeah. My next one was the voice talent of Chris Rock. Yes. As Rodney the Hamster. Chris Rock, SNL, Chris Rock Show, Various movies, very famous yeah. career. Yeah, very famous stand-up comic. He's, he has a documentary coming out soon, or it just came out. It's about the history of black hair. Oh. It looks interesting. Okay, cool, cool. Who's your next one? <laughs> um, the next one is O.C. Davis. He played Archer Doolittle, who was John's dad. And he's been in a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, he was in The Stand, the mm-hmm. original miniseries. I know a new one just came out, but I'm talking about the 90s miniseries. And he was also in the movie The Client and also the TV show, which I didn't realize existed until today. Did not know that either. Yeah, he played the same character. Okay. And, and I remember him in Do the Right Thing. Yes. Yeah. Um, my next one is Stephen Gilborn. He played uh, Sam, who was another... He was Dr. Doolittle's doctor yes. when he goes to visit. Um, big thing, I remember him. Like, he was on the original Ellen show, mm-hmm. and he was in the movie Evolution, and it looks like he actually passed away in 2009. So did Peter Boyle. Mm-hmm. Passed away in like 2006, and O.C. Davis also is passed away. So oh. it's uh, yeah, a lot of people that have passed away in this guest. Yeah, for sure. The next one is uh, Jeffrey Tambor. Did I say Jeffrey? You were like, Jeffrey? Jeffrey. Uh, he plays Dr. Fish, which is an actual veterinarian. Mm-hmm. And he, you may know Jeffrey Tambor from Transparent and Arrested Development. And I saw he's in that movie Magic Camp that is on the <gasps> Disney Plus app. With Britta. With Britta and Adam Devine. Yeah. Yeah. I wondered if he had started his comeback. Hmm. I haven't heard anything other than when the stories came out. Yeah. But meh. Meh. My next one is Albert Brooks. Yes. He does the voice of Jacob the Tiger. Albert Brooks was in Broadcast News, the movie Drive with Ryan Gosling. And the thing I always remember him from is Finding Nemo. Yes, of course. dad. Yeah. Yeah. My last one, as far as like the human in the main cast, is Paul Giamatti. Had a brief cameo. It was even uncredited mm-hmm. uh, as Blaine, the psychiatrist at the mental health facility mm-hmm. that John has to go to. And you may know Paul Giamatti from a lot of things, but Sideways, uh, he's in that Showtime 
show Billions, mm-hmm. and he's going to be in Jungle Cruise. Oh, all righty. Yeah. Bringing it back to Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah, That's and Disney. Mm-hmm. Like we said, there is quite a few voices that do the talking animals, and instead of sitting here and saying like everything about each person, because there's so many, we're just going to list them. Yes. <laughs> The there's an owl in the movie that yes. is voiced by Jenna Elfman. Yes, there's a rat voiced by John Leguizamo. Mm-hmm. There's uh, two pigeons, a male pigeon voiced by Gary Shandling and a female uh, pigeon voiced by Julie Kavner, who is the voice of Marge Simpson. Yes. Gilbert Gottfried does a voice of a compulsive dog. Mm-hmm. Paul Rubens. Does the voice of a raccoon. Yeah. Who else? Oh, Jonathan Lipnicki from Mm. uh, Jerry Maguire. Yes. Most famously, the kid from Jerry Maguire does the voice of the baby tiger. Mm Mm-hmm. And Brian Doyle Murray does the voice of an old beagle. Yeah. And that's uh, pretty much it for me as far as recognizable names. Mm Mm-hmm. Agreed. Nice. A lot of voices. Yes, for sure. Oh, and Crystal the monkey played the drunk monkey and i want to say she is you know crystal the monkey marcel hangover yeah yeah, yeah. she does everything i was gonna say very annie's famous. boobs was she in annie's was she annie's boobs she was annie's boobs <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't know what we're talking about that's a community reference yeah. there's a monkey named, named annie's, annie's boobs, boobs. Yeah. and she is uh still working it looks like how old is crystal the monkey she was born in 1994 Okay. So she's not that old. Not that old. She's a millennial. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Would you like to take a quick break and we'll be right back? Yes. Sounds okay. good. Okay. And we're back. And the next category is called Kids Would Call It a Throwback. We call it the prime of our teens. Where we talk about fashion, dated references, and offensive jokes. What did you think about the fashion? I didn't have a lot of issues with it. The biggest thing that I noticed was some of the guys, because they're doctors, they're usually wearing dress shirts and ties. Right. I felt like some of the neckties were very 1990s neckties, where they have those real ugly colors and patterns that just don't look great. That was about it. Yeah. The stuff I noticed was mostly what like Raven Simone's character was wearing because she obviously is like a preteen. I think she's probably supposed to be like 13 or 14. Mm -hmm. So she's wearing a lot of styles of the time. Yeah. And she was wearing at one point a Joe Boxer shirt, which I don't even know if that's a brand anymore. I remember they sold it at Kmart. Yeah. 20 years ago. Yeah. There's brands like that. Joe Boxer and Bum. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. I do. And you were cool if you wore that stuff. You were. Just a shirt that said bum on it. <laughs> uh, good times. Good times. Um, how about any dated references? I didn't have a lot, but I did have a few. Mm-hmm. Rodney the hamster tells John that he can't save them all Hasselhoff. Yeah. When John was trying to help all the animals. Baywatch was, reference. Yeah, it's like a good Baywatch reference, but I'm thinking also if like a kid who is 18 is watching this, they might not know who Hasselhoff is. That's true. So that's yeah. why I'm with a dated reference. At the beginning of the movie, when John is talking with his family over breakfast, Lisa's like, 
Sharice wants to go by Paprika now. And it's be- and then she said it's because salt and pepper, you know? Oh, I did not even catch that. Yeah. Yeah. I caught that she wanted to be called Paprika, but I did not catch why. Yeah. Okay. I don't think I realized till I was probably 15 that it was salt and pepper and not salt and pepper. Yeah. Nerd alert. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely a nerd. Yeah. I'm going to call it a dated reference because I don't think a lot of people still play it or if it's as well known. At one point, John and Dr. Waller are playing some croquet. Okay. Which when I was typing croquet in, I didn't know how to spell it correctly and the computer kept autocorrecting it to crochet. Oh, I thought you were going to say karaoke. I don't know why. (laughs) Even though that's spelled with a K. I'm like, how bad did you spell that? (laughs) At one point, Lucky voiced by Norm MacDonald, does an impression of Austin Powers mm-hmm. uh, when he interrupts John and Lisa trying to be in- intimate. Yeah. 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 Which I guess is pretty spot on. Yeah. Because this movie probably came out about a year after mm-hmm. the first Austin Powers came out. For sure. Culturally relevant. I would assume if I had to guess, uh, Norm MacDonald improvised it. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. When John has to go to a mental health facility, they, I would say rudely, are having him watch episodes of Mr. Ed. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I've Everything in that mental health facility, I was like, is this a real place? Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. Mm-hmm. Dr. Doolittle references Eye of the Tiger uh, to try to cheer up Jacob, who is a tiger who is suicidal. Yeah. And has depression and... Something in his neck that they never fully explain. Yeah, some sort of a some sort of an issue because yeah. he fixes it. Yeah. 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 The whole eye of the tiger. They start referencing Rocky Three and Apollo Creed. And yes. Everything yeah. involving mm-hmm. Rocky Three. Yeah. Um, but that was all I had. Me too. Uh, any offensive jokes? I did not have any offensive jokes. I didn't really either. I thought like. They kind of laid on the whole Jacob was suicidal thing a little too thick. Like they're making fun of suicide. Which yeah. I'm like that's like a legit issue mm-hmm. in our society. So I don't think a lot of people would make jokes like they did in that movie. Yeah. I know it's a tiger and it's supposed to be like lighthearted, but still. But it still shows you that animals are very much like us. And yeah. can have suicidal thoughts. Maybe. Probably yeah. not. That's probably actually not in their nature at all. For all I know. That's true. It's probably not <laughs> It's just for the movie. <laughs> Do you want to move on? Yes. We're going to go ahead and take out our cell phone, make sure we pull out the antenna first, <laughs> make some phone calls, and talk about some technology. What pieces did you notice? Uh, I definitely noticed the... Doolittles did have those big chunky Nokia. It wasn't even like the slick ones that I had in high school as my first phone. It was like the original, like thick yeah. cell phone. I had my first cell phone. I don't think I realized for about a year that the antenna pulled out. <laughs> did know. you not have an issue with it? No. Like with uh. calls? I mean, it was shitty anyway. I mean, right? it was <laughs> 2000, so I'm sure it was dropping calls left and right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah, but I didn't realize it till one day, like, I reached in my pocket to grab out my phone and ended up pulling out the antenna, and I thought I broke my phone. Yeah. As you would. And yeah. That's funny. <laughs> um, in this category, we usually kind of talk about the CGI. I know 
uh, at the beginning of the episode, we kind of guessed that it that certain things wouldn't look good. I will say it didn't look too bad. Yeah, I was um, very impressed. They did use an animatronic Lucky for a lot of parts, and there was only one instance where I thought it looked kind of cheesy. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I thought it looked decent. Yeah, because like the like you mentioned, Jacob the tiger, he looked really good and yeah. realistic. And it's like they used part real live animal and then part. Obviously, when they had to get a close up of John next to Jacob the lion, especially when he's doing surgery, it's fake because yeah. they're not going to put Eddie Murphy right next to a lion or a tiger. Sorry, I keep saying lion. <laughs> I mean a tiger. It's they're a t- two different things. They're both gigantic animals. Yes. Yeah. But. Yeah, Again, two different things. Yeah, and they're not going to put Eddie Murphy's Eddie Murphy in danger. That would be yeah. an incredible insurance issue. Yes. Did you have anything else regarding technology? There was just the usual things that you would expect in a movie from this time. There was a corded phone and just some boxy TVs, but nothing major. The one time I noticed like a boxy monitor was at the end of the movie when he is doing the surgery on Jacob one of the monitors to like monitor his pulse and stuff was like a like a full computer screen from the 90s it wasn't like a flat screen and I thought I'm like man that's so bulky (laughs) Uh, we're so spoiled now I wonder when flat screens came out it had to been shortly after this yeah maybe I like in regular use I guess that's a good question Mm -hmm. I always think about how When we watched some episodes of Alias, which came out in 99, they had, like, flat screen tablets. Yeah. But I know, like, that's supposed to be, like... It's probably, like, fake, though. Yeah, they probably Like, they were guessing at what this technology would be. Yeah. Yeah, Because, obviously, they weren't working iPads. Or the government already had that tech, and they, like, let them know, like, that's a thing that exists that only the government has. They called up J.J. Abrams, (laughs) threw a little wink-wink at them. Yeah. Here's where we're going with this. Maybe, you yeah. know. I did want to talk about the soundtrack. Yes. Obviously, there's one song in that was that was a pretty big song that wasn't part of the soundtrack, and that's Are You That Somebody by Leah. And is, is it Timberland? I don't know if he's... Or is he just like... The producer of it, maybe? He's just in the beginning going, baby girl. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that. the song that... I immediately remembered, and I remembered the music video because there was clips from the movie. And it's crazy because they play it for five seconds. Yeah. In the movie. Yeah. It comes and goes real quick. But I remember that. I remember watching that music video a lot. Yeah. It was in heavy rotation on MTV. Yeah. Did you catch the song Lady Marmalade playing? Yes. Do you know who sings that version of Lady Marmalade? I do not. Because right away I went... The Christina Aguilera pink version that didn't came come out, out years later. Like two years later. Yeah. That was performed by an Ashley approved favorite, All Saints. What? Yep. Figured I think, you... I... yeah, that was on their CD. <laughs> I figured you would be very excited about that. It British was... girl band. It was the Timbaland remix. Oh, nice. Yeah. Did you have anything else? That is all I had. Let's move on. Okay. The next category is called, Is It Even Good? We talk about the plot, plot holes, and our funniest and cringiest moments of this film. So the plot, if you don't know, is about John Doolittle, played by Eddie Murphy, who 
when he was a child, he could talk to his family dog. Mm-hmm. But his dad scared scared it out of him. Yeah. By bringing a priest to their house or a pastor mm-hmm. and, you know. Performing to, an exorcism. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I love that part where he goes to meet his new principal and he smells his butt. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, the best. Yeah, because he asks his dog, like, why do dogs smell each other's butts? Yeah. Huh. Can you imagine if that was a real thing that humans did? Oh, no. He's so weird. No, thank you. Yeah. As an adult, he's a he's a successful doctor. Mm-hmm. He's kind of grouchy. He doesn't like pets. And one day he just starts hearing them again. Yeah. And understandably freaks out a bit. Yeah, because he almost hits a dog. Lucky. Lucky. And Lucky tells him to watch where he's going. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, crap. I can hear him again. Yeah. Yeah. And then... Hilarity ensues, like it always does. Mm-hmm. Did you have any plot holes that you want to discuss? I only had one. Okay. I find it odd that John couldn't tell his wife about the issue with hearing the animals at first. He wouldn't. He didn't trust her to tell his own wife that. But he goes to his doctor and tells the doctor. Obviously, he's a professional. Yeah. But I would be more likely to tell you than I would a doctor. Right? That says something about their marriage, right? I feel like it did. Yeah. And then the way she reacted to it, too. Put him in the loony bin. Yeah. Yeah. He's going nuts. Of course, I mean, it didn't help that she found him and his partners found him giving CPR to a rat. But saved the rat's life. Right? But they didn't know. Yeah. Because they just saw a rat. Yeah. That he put his mouth on. Did you have any plot holes? I didn't have like a lot. I just had like little nitpicky things. Like when he does go into the mental health facility, the doctor who's ahead of it is Blaine, Mm -hmm. who used to be an old classmate of his. And it's kind of a joke that he's a psychiatrist. Like he didn't do very good in medical school. So now he's a psychiatrist and he doesn't like John. Yeah. Because John was very good in medical school Mm -hmm. so instead of helping him he just like makes fun of him a lot because potentially i would assume that most of the people around him are seeing this issue from realistic eyes like obviously people can't talk to animals this guy's having a mental health break and instead of trying to figure out what's wrong with him he just keeps going can you talk to animals let's get a monkey in here and see if you can talk to him oh you can't that sucks you're dumb. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Instead of like, do your job and figure out what you think is wrong with him. Mm-hmm. Like Not, maybe he has too much stress in his life. Or, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. You're a professional. You should be trying to actually help, help him and right. not be making fun of him. Yeah. That's what you're For doing. For shit that's like 20 years old. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, I mean, other than that, it everything was... Obviously, this movie is not based in any sort of reality. Mm-hmm. or. In a magical world where this man can speak to animals. Yeah. So there wasn't a lot of plot holes in that sense. No, I agree. Because they they made up the rules, so. Yeah. We can't apply any real life rules other than you should, if you're a psychiatrist, that you should try to figure out what's wrong with your patient. And if you're married, you should. And if you're married, you should be able to, you know, talk to your wife. Yes. We can't go, you know what's a plot hole? Dogs can't talk. (laughs) (laughs) It's a plot hole. 
What was your funniest line or moment? I thought there was quite a few good chuckles in this, but I did like right when John realizes he can talk to animals again, he has to drive Rodney the hamster. They left town for the week, so he was meeting the family at like a campground. Yeah. And he's driving and Rodney's talking to him. And he starts freaking out and he was like, those guys in the dorm told me this stuff wouldn't affect me. And 15 years later, here it is messing me up. I like that one, too. Yeah. I also like it's in the beginning of the movie and everybody, the whole family is in the kitchen and Maya's talking about how she wants to doesn't want to go to camp because she doesn't fit in. She's, you know, a little smarty pants weirdo <laughs> and which is not a bad thing, by the no. way, but. And she wants to be home because she has this big, huge egg that she got from somewhere and she wants to make sure it hatches when she's around. And John was like, what happened to that rat you had? And I'm sorry that it died. You know, that's what you get. I mean, you have to take care of your animals if you want them to live. And she's like, he didn't die. His name is Rodney and he's in my room. (laughs) I just like the way she said it. It's hilarious. That was very funny. Mm -hmm. Um, what was your cringiest liner moment? I didn't feel like there was a ton of cringy stuff. I, I didn't agree with having an exorcism performed on a child. <laughs> but I like when John takes Lucky to the vet. Mm-hmm. And there is a boy dog in there who starts catcalling a, a girl dog. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that doesn't age well. No. No. That same visit, I just thought it was gross that... I mean, it's funny that... They have this conversation when Lucky is getting a checkup and Dr. Fish puts the thermometer in his butt and he's like, it's going to go in. And obviously, John is trying to hold it in that he's having a conversation with the dog or that he can hear his thoughts. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I think you need to check your thermometer. And Dr. Fish is like, I think I'm going to have to go in the manual way. You know, they do that whole bit. Like, there's three options. And he just takes too much pleasure out of sticking his hand up a dog's butt yeah i just it was kind of gross but the whole stuff but right before is funny mm-hmm. you know yeah that was actually one of my funniest moments was yeah. the stuff where that norm mcdonald was saying with the thermometer and yeah yeah the other one i think it's an honorable mention which i feel like kids movies always have these gross out moments and that was one of the pigeons pooping into Dr. Weller's mouth. Yeah, at the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Which they, out of nowhere, establish him as like a villain. He's definitely a little pushier about the merger. Mm-hmm. Like, he is in it for the money, whereas, well, you know, John's having this whole issue with the animals, so he's not even really there, and he's kind of absent. And then the other doctor... He's really nice about it, and he doesn't really want to do it, but he's kind of going with what they want. Yeah. But each time he's on screen, he gets a little more desperate, a little more like his intentions are coming out, and his intentions aren't that great. Mm-hmm. No, but. he just wants to get that. I think they said $4 million they were yeah. getting bought out for. They were going to get paid. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Did you have any other random thoughts or anything that you want to talk about regarding uh, this movie? I did not like the fact that Lisa only believes that John can actually talk to animals when John's dad tells her that he could talk to animals as a kid. Yeah. And I was like, you didn't believe your husband. Right. But the minute his dad tells you it, you're like, oh, this is real. And you know what's funny is in that moment when he does say, like, 
I used to deny and I thought there was something wrong with him, but he can do that. Mm -hmm. She gives him this look like, you guys are both crazy. (laughs) (laughs) But then she, you know, believes him eventually. Mm -hmm. I think that's all I had. I, there wasn't any huge moments that were like, that was dumb or anything like that. It was. Yeah. yeah. I, I did have one other one. Okay. So when John is driving with Lucky in the car, Lucky isn't paying attention and he pushes down on the button that rolls up the car window. I know what you're going to say. And fun fact about Quinn the sound gal, whenever we are in the car, you will know if the windows are unlocked. Yeah. Because she will roll down the window every time. Yeah. She does it on purpose. Yeah. She's like, this window is mine. Mm -hmm. We don't make it out of our development, our housing development, without her having inevitably done it. I'm like, gotta lock these. Yeah. Yeah. So I just thought that was cute when yeah. he did it. That's funny. I like that scene because he's just like staring at the lines, staring at the lines. And he's like, don't stare at stuff that close. Stare at something far away. And he's like, tree, tree, tree. <laughs> yeah. Shall we move on? Yes. Oh, do you want to take a quick break? Oh, yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. Take a quick break. Okay. And we're back. As always on Ruining Our Childhood, it is award season. We give out two awards every week, the first of which is the valedictorian to the Nicolas Cage Online School of Bad Acting. Whom did you give your award to? I realized I put my answers backwards. I started doing that. (laughs) I just realized it. I was like, that's not right. So I gave mine to an actress named Sherry Franklin. Okay. She played a character named Mrs. Parkus. And throughout the movie, there's a reoccurring bit where he has a human patient and she is allergic to shellfish. Mm-hmm. And she keeps eating it. Yes. To the point where at the end of the movie, she's at this party for the merger because I assume they invited their, their patients mm-hmm. as part of the celebration. And she has a full crab and she's eating in the bathroom. But... I, I think it was funny the first time, but they do it like three or four times. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, this woman's trying to kill herself. Yeah. I, or like she, I'm not quite sure what her motives are. If she just really likes shellfish, mm-hmm. but she's allergic to it. And she keeps having these horrible reactions, yet she keeps eating it. Yeah. She I does just, have a death wish at that point. Yeah. And I just felt like it didn't really fit in with the rest of the movie. No. So I thought you could eliminate that and... It wouldn't make any difference other than it. The first scene establishes like his relationship he has with his patients. Mm -hmm. But that's that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. That was you could easily take that out and it does not affect the quality of the movie. Right. Who'd you Uh, give yours to? I gave mine. And unfortunately, he's not listed in the on IMDb or on Wikipedia because he was just an extra. But if I'm noticing you, you're doing your job wrong. (laughs) And you mentioned they have a press conference to announce their merger. And there's just a cameraman who says, because they're waiting for John to show up, the cameraman just says, 20 bucks, this guy never shows up. That's all he says. But there is a guy standing next to him who just starts nodding his head like, oh my God, yeah, totally. Like, I totally know this guy that I've never met because yeah. I'm a cameraman. Just he, <laughs> I remember he, that guy. <laughs> I was just like, I shouldn't notice that you're doing this. Yeah. 
So, this is just like a one small tiny scene at yeah. the end of this comedy. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't get a line? No. Or anything. But yeah, I don't know. Whatever your name is, don't ever do that again. <laughs> don't ever do that again. Are you scolding him? Yeah, bad job. Is he your child? <laughs> yes. Uh, shall we move on? Yes. The next award is the Thomas J. Hanks Award for Exceptional Acting. Who did you give the award to? I actually did not go the way I just assumed it would go. Mm-hmm. I gave mine to Lucky as Norm MacDonald, which is odd to give it to basically a voice actor. Yeah. But I thought he was so funny and drove a lot of the scenes that he was in with Eddie Murphy. The the banter they could have was just delightful. So I went that route. I was very, very close to giving it to him, but I ended up giving it to Eddie Murphy mm-hmm. because I did enjoy his character. He's a little more of a straight man in this movie, mm-hmm. uh, but he still has, you know, those moments where he's kind of like freaking out and talking really fast. I think he does that so well, like when he's yeah. kind of just like having a stream of consciousness and he's just talking and like freaking out. And I, I just love when he does that. But yeah, I mean, he's great in this mm-hmm. and he's relatable in how he reacts to the fact that he's hearing these voices and mm-hmm. yeah and I think even with the scene where he it's at the end of the movie where he's talking to Maya Kyla Pratt's character in the car because he's overheard her tell her grandfather that she doesn't think he likes her yeah and which is like a devastating thing probably to hear as a parent but you know he's telling her that like being weird is cool and I think that finally makes him realize that he him hearing voices is not the worst thing in the world mm-hmm. because it's real. It's not because of a mental break or anything like that. It's because he can, he, it's magical. Mm-hmm. So he finally embraces it fully. Yeah, I actually singled out that scene because mm-hmm. it was so driven from the heart because he tells her, he's like, you're not weird. Yeah. You're special. Yeah. And he's like, and I'm special. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with us, which I was like, He's a good dad. Yeah. But I agree with you. It's kind of a departure from a lot of other Eddie Murphy movies where he's not the straight man. Right. Whereas this one, he's playing off all these different animals, basically. Mm-hmm. But that was easily my second choice. Right. Yeah. Norm. For sure. Just great. Lucky was. It was literally a last minute, like, this is what I'm going to do. But I, uh, Norm McDonald, really. That scene almost made me switch it because I was yeah. just like, oh, he was really good in it. Yeah. Um, so shall we move on to our final thoughts and answer the question, does this movie hold up for you? I thought it did. I thought it was really funny. We mentioned it has some good heart to it. Um, Eddie Murphy's fantastic. Pretty much the whole cast was fantastic. I do agree. There's some parts you could just, it's, it's unnecessary. Right. I referred to it as cheap joke alert for the parents. And that was, they have Lucky use the bathroom and he comes out with toilet paper stuck to his paw. The rats have flatulence. You think that's for parents? I, fi- I think or I those think it's are the, the opposite. No, I think like middle-aged <laughs> parents think that shit's hilarious. Oh. I think that's, and kids I think those too. two things are like for everybody. I don't think kids pick up on the toilet paper stuck to the shoe. They might be confused. Why, why, why would he have toilet paper? Yeah. You know? I don't know why I said, why, why, why? But I hate when movies do that real low brow, easy, cheap laugh. Yeah. 
But it is a family film, though, so that's expected for me at least. No, I I'm nitpicking here. I thought it was a really funny movie. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed it thoroughly. I still laughed at pretty much everything that Norm Macdonald did, everything that Eddie Murphy did. Um, Chris Rock's Rodney was really silly and fun. Mm-hmm. It's just still a really good movie, and it obviously spawned quite a few sequels. <laughs> Only one that Eddie Murphy's in, right? Yes. I think the rest have Kyla Pratt. Yeah, which I thought was funny when we went on to Disney Plus to search it. You typed in Dr. D., and the only thing that popped up was the third one. Yeah, and I was like, what the hell? Yeah. Are we going to have another airhead situation here? We're like, oh, damn it. We just recorded a whole intro and everything. <laughs> but, I never do my research beforehand. Yeah. We're just winging it here, guys. You just got to keep typing in Doolittle. It pops right up. It's on there. Yeah. Like, so this film is just lighthearted. It's fun. That's what its intention is. And mm-hmm. it still works out. 23 years later. Yes. So, still fun. Fun. Has some heart. Cute movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed it. So, is that it? Should we go home now? Well, yeah. Let's talk about what we're going to be doing next week. Ooh, good plan, Ryan. Mm -hmm. That sounds like a good plan that, you know, somebody should know how to do a thousand years later. (laughs) So, next week is our final week of the top four weeks (laughs) that's confusing final round of the elite eight yes okay the final round of the elite eight Mm -hmm. and it's against jack starring robin williams and pineapple express okay so that will be interesting so fun fact about arizona we have just begun recreational weed yes so that could be a fun one (laughs) (laughs) just kidding uh Jack? No. (laughs) (laughs) Both of them. So check out the poll on Twitter at ROC Movie Podcast. That should be up on Thursday. And then also on our Instagram stories, Ruining Our Childhood, on Friday. And also on Friday, you get that bonus soda. If you join the Ruiners Club. Yep. Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Yeah. Go to ruiningourchildhood.com to sign up. Yeah. Real quick, which movie do you think is going to win the poll? Ooh, hmm, family fun or stoner movie? I'm going to go with Pineapple Express. Me too. Okay. Yeah. We had our family fun this week. Maybe people want to change it up. Yeah. Give us a stoner movie. I don't know if I've seen this movie in like a good... When did it come out? Oh, nine? Really? That makes me feel old as fuck. Yeah. I don't know when was the last time we watched it. I don't know when the last time I saw either one of them was. I've seen Jack in the last few years. Okay. Because it's, it's a comforting movie for me. So. Anything Robin Williams did was comforting. Yeah. So, again, don't forget to vote for either one of those movies this week on our social media. Yes. And, as always, we appreciate you listening to us. And if you want to be so kind as to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, if you're have access to that that would be awesome for sure and i think that's it thanks for listening guys thanks for listening have a great week bye okay bye